Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 478. Today we're going to talk about City of Spies, Historial 1942. Now what you're seeing here is the Portuguese edition from uh, Mesa Games and it is coming over to the United States and probably elsewhere from Stronghold Games. I believe the target time frame is around June. Now what this is, is not necessarily social deduction, but there are definitely some deductive elements. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of like a card game, <laughs> but it really kind of defies, you know, kind of traditional description and the types of games that it is. So without further rambling, let me just jump into how the actual mechanics of it work, and then I'll tell you what I think about it on the other side. Now here you can see the box cover for City of Spies. What the game is, is it takes place in the town of Astoria in 1942, sort of around World War II times, and spies, from various countries the players are going to be controlling and trying to win over and kind of capture other spies and build kind of sets of spies to a degree. Now one thing I didn't mention for some folks that might be of interest, uh, Gil DeRay, he is also one of the co-designers of Panamax, which is one of my favorite games. Uh, so he's also got a part in this game. Now of course this one just comes with Portuguese rules. You can download the English rules on Board Game Geek, but I don't think you can really find this right now. If you wait a couple of months and you speak English, then uh, Stronghold will have this for you. But if you find it now, it's only gonna come with Portuguese rules. Now the first thing you're gonna do each round is actually set up the board. Uh, you can see here's a start player card, and it's actually a tile. And you can see there's four rounds. So you're just gonna pass this around the table and the start player is gonna change uh, from round to round. And you're gonna kind of just mark this and you're always gonna play four rounds uh, no matter the player count. And there are eight of these different tiles here. You're gonna use six each round and you're gonna randomly kind of shuffle these up, position them and turn them different ways and then you'll have a board. And here I've randomly set up a board. These are the two tiles that we haven't used. I'll just quickly explain here. You'll notice this is the beach. And most of these tiles have spots that say top secret on them, which means you're gonna place your agents face down. The beach is a little different. Everybody's gonna be out in the open at the beach. That's kind of the special thing with the beach. And then here we have the uh, museum. And this actually has four spots for agents and then a spot for the agent you're gonna capture. Most of these others you can see have one, two, three, and then a capture spot. This one's special because it has four. And the next thing you're gonna do each round is you're gonna take and draw agents off this stack of these cards here. And just to kind of give you a sense, these are sort of like cards and they're used like cards, but they're very thick uh, tiles, very nicely illustrated as well. And you can see there's a various different icons. This gives you the nationality of German. She has sort of a seduction ability and she's marked as a female because uh, you can get bonus points depending on setup, which I'll get to in a minute. So you'll take and start drawing these out. Now she'll come out here. I uh, will just randomly put these out. She'll be face up. If it is on a spot like this one here that says top secret, and then that one will be face down. But I'll show you another one just to give you an example. So you can see uh, this guy here is Italian. He's only worth one point at the end of the game, but he's also got this influence number. You can see he's got five influence, where as Miss uh, Zara here, she's got one influence there. So you're gonna seed each of these different orange spaces here with these agent tiles, and you're going to try to capture these over the course of the round. The other thing you're gonna do before you start the game is you're gonna take four of these special kind of gold tiles. You take the rest and put them out of the game, and you're gonna have these up for display, and these are gonna be 
uh, extra bonus points you get at the end of the game. So what's going to happen is you'll have some agents that you've collected over the course of the game and whoever ends up with the most uh, British agents will get eight points and the most agents that have the ability to assassinate, what's what the little gun means, you get eight. Uh, this is the most female agents. And finally, what do we get? This is the most uh, diplomatic agents. These are little flags here, which I'll explain what they actually do. So you'll put these off here to the side of the board so players can see them. Now we've seated the board, and we're gonna give each player a starting hand of agents. You can see they're all gonna start with the same set of agents. You're gonna get cubes in their color, and you can see here's a little icon denoting, hey, these are all for the green player there. They've always got that little sign there. And then the blue ones here have the little blue icon there. And they've got different patterns in there for folks that are colorblind. But everybody has the exact same set of agents there. You're going to get a different amount of cubes based on the number of players. So like in a four-player game, you're only going to have three uh, of each cube. And then as the player count decreases, you get more cubes. And what that means is that's the amount of agents that you can play. So... In a four-player game, we'll just remove some of these, you can only play three of your agents because when you put an agent out, you'll mark it with a cube to show that it's yours. And then once everybody has played the agents, we're going to resolve all the different special abilities and things in varying different orders, which is the interesting part of the game. And then you're going to start to capture these new agents and add them to your hand. Now, at the end of each round, you're going to have to discard back down to six agents. You might keep some of the old ones. You might keep some of the new ones that you've gotten. And then at the end of the game, only the agents left in your hand that you've chosen, those six agents, are going to be scored. All the other agents that you might have gotten during the game or discarded or maybe some of the other agents you've discarded, you're going to put them in a face-down pile. These are going to be worth only one point, no matter what's on this side. She'd normally be worth four points at the end of the game if she was in your hand, but if you've discarded her, she's only going to be worth one point. And likewise, these bonus tiles here are only going to score and be considered for the cards or the agents that are left in your hand. So how does the turn work? Well, let's say the green player was first and he wanted to play here Hans. And the first thing that you can do is you're going to look at these different spots, these little squares here on the board. And you can only play on the outer edge squares barring some exceptions to begin with. So here I've got to play into this square like so and then I would mark my spot there. Now from this point I can play adjacent to this agent anywhere. So if I wanted to kind of get into this inner uh, layer here or maybe even get across I can play there. But you can't jump into the middle until you have played adjacent. Only this outer edge is available to you. Now there is one exception here. This tile like so, you can take a look here at this little symbol here. And this one has the ability that you can place on any square, no matter where it's at. So I could, if I wanted to, jump right into here without having to be adjacent to myself. So each of these tiles has a different special ability. I showed you these early ones uh, before, where this one has actually four spots, and this one you have to play everybody face up. This one's ability is you can break the rule that I just explained. This one here is the church, and you can take a look here. This one, as you can see, is a church there, and you cannot do any of the assassination uh, abilities in that particular spot. Uh, the other thing to note is each of these has a number. So if we take a look at this one here, this is number seven, whereas we have this one here, you can see is number one. This is the order you're gonna resolve the tile. So it's gonna kinda of jump around a little bit, but you're just gonna go by this big number here in the center. And then within each tile, you can see these spots here, you've got a one, a two, 
and then a three. In that order, you're gonna resolve the different special abilities of the agents. So some agents might assassinate other agents and it's gonna really depend on the order that you play this. But of course, all of these are randomly positioned. So there's a lot to kind of consider each round in terms of which tiles are gonna resolve first, you know, the order of them, can I get into the inner circle? Do I have to play in the outer circle first and all that kind of stuff? And also what's open to me? Because here you've got a level, uh, sort of a Roman numeral one, that you can you know is gonna resolve before these other two. So there's a lot to kind of think about. But the other thing is when you put these guys down here, you're gonna take a look and you're gonna look at the special ability. Now, I believe all of the ones don't have a special ability because you get to act first when we resolve. But the twos, for the most part, you get to look at any face down tile on the board. So you could look at either the card you're trying to capture or somebody else's card. And then if you see this little symbol here with the little arrows, you can look at any card that is adjacent to uh, this tile. So if I placed here and I placed on this one here, I could look at any face down card here here or here, there is no diagonal there. And so players are just gonna take turns. In this case, let's say we're playing a four player game, everybody will get out to put three different agents and they're always gonna mark them. I'll just put some out randomly. So maybe blue goes here and then yellow's gonna jump over here because he's gonna activate the special ability. He's gonna jump right in there. And then green knows, okay, maybe yellow's gonna try to get here and here. So he's gonna place adjacent to himself to block yellow from coming into here because that's something you might consider. Meanwhile, players are activating the different squares, looking at face down tiles, trying to figure out who's got what and what's going to go on. And then, like I said, we're gonna resolve these in order. Now, the thing to think about are the different special abilities. So, like I said, we're gonna resolve, again, each of the tiles in, based on the big number and then the Roman numeral number, so one, two, three. And what's gonna happen is, let's take a look at, uh, this lady, for example, she has the ability to assassinate. So the way the assassination works is she can actually assassinate anybody on this same tile as her. So if she played here, she's gonna activate first maybe, and so she's just gonna assassinate this guy. Now what you're trying to do is have the most influence. You can see she's only got an influence of zero, whereas Hans here has an influence of one. If she didn't kill him, then he would win out on the total influence and then he gets the uh, reward of the new agent. But since she's got the assassination and she operates before him, he can take him out, he goes back to the owner, and then she's even though she has zero influence, she's still on here, uh, then she's gonna be able to take that. Now if we had a tie, let's say for example, we had uh, this gal here and this guy here, they both, you can see, have one influence. Whoever is in the earlier uh, sort of operation order is gonna break that tie. So the ones are good because you get to do the special ability first and you're gonna break the tie if you're tied. Now let's look at the other special abilities. Uh, this fella here, he's got kind of a protection ability and if when he activates that, he can protect himself, he can protect anybody, even the other players, and sometimes you'll wanna do that, or he can protect anybody on an adjacent tile and you just mark it with uh, the white cube there. Now the white cube, what it does is it protects you from getting assassinated and it also protects you from getting seduced, which is what this lady does here. When that activates, you can pull anybody from an adjacent tile if there's an open space, 
and put them there. You can pull anybody on the other team or your team. You can try to sabotage somebody, even if you're not gonna win. But if they have this protection uh, cube on them, they've been protected, then they can't move. So again, you gotta think about the order that the tiles themselves are gonna operate as well, uh, because you're, gonna, you're not gonna be able to pull somebody over or at least know what they are if they're still face down and you haven't revealed those on that tile yet. Let's see, the other one is this diplomacy one. This is the uh, this flags. This guy has zero influence, but he's gonna get plus one for each person that matches his nationality on the tile and also on the adjacent tiles. So if these two are on the same tile, then he would obviously get a plus one for that and then also anybody else on the adjacent tiles. The last ability is this little kind of uh, deception ability. It looks sort of like a Hydra symbol there. When this activates, then that player can take a look at the top card of the top secret deck here, look and see, and then they can replace the one that they're trying to win with this one, or just put it underneath the bottom. And you might even do that even if you think you're not gonna win that to put something there that's a little bit worse. Uh, so you're gonna keep doing that. You do that for four rounds, you get the new cards, then you're gonna reset down to six of the agents in your hand. And then again, you're gonna do it at the very end as well, and then you're gonna reveal all the agents that you have and compare them against you know the special end game bonus victory points that you get and you're only going to count again the victory points here on the bottom of the different tiles uh, of the ones that are in your hand anything that you've discarded face down into a pile they're worth one point no matter what but you can see she's actually worth four then that's the game. Okay, that is City of Spies. Uh, what do I think of the game? Well, this one is kind of a sneaky one because it's a little bit dry uh, the first time that we played it. And it was just kind of like, I can put some guys here, don't really know what's going on, peeking at you know, different uh, cards that are out there, whether it's the goal that I'm going for or you know one of the agents that one of my opponents put down. But it does get pretty crafty and tricky after we played it a few times because Again, the whole turn order and the way things operate and resolve in that scoring round is really gonna change up from round to round. Uh, and you've got the different goals that you're going for. So first in your mind, you're thinking, okay, I need to get maybe British agents and I need to get you know agents that have the assassination ability to get that eight point bonus at the end of the game. And you go, okay, that's a good one. You know, she's got, she's British and she's got the assassination. So that's gonna, you know, kind of double dip me into both of those. And maybe she's worth two victory points. And this other guy doesn't have any of those special abilities, but he's worth four. But he's got a good special ability uh, by himself. So maybe the assassination, you know, victory point tile isn't out there, but he's got two assassination icons, so I can activate that twice. And that's gonna be really good. I can use that, you know, for good purpose during the game. So just all of that kind of stuff that you're trying to balance in terms of that, but then also what abilities you're gonna act activate when, because all the tiles are all twisted around and all funky. And you're like, okay, well this tile's gonna operate after that, so I can try to get these guys, they're gonna flip up, I can you know, activate her, she's gonna assassinate, I'm gonna get that first one, then after that, you know, maybe the number eight tile is gonna activate, and I've, I can use those to seduce them back over because maybe she's got two influence on it, so I can bring that over. Because when you bring a, I didn't think I said this, but when you bring over somebody, their a special ability doesn't, they don't get to assassinate again. At least from my understanding of the rules, it might change or maybe I read it wrong, but that's how we played it anyway. Uh, so they don't get to do that again, but you might, you know, she might be worth two influence anyway, and that's gonna help you. Or you might, uh, you know, pull somebody else out of another one 
even though they're still face down because it's like, okay, I can pull them across because we're both competing there and he's got two tiles and I've only got one so I can activate another one and pull that. So there's all this kind of tricky stuff that you can do and it's not really a mind bender because it's very, very simple to play. You put a guy out, maybe look at a tile and then you resolve everything. But then as you start to explore and get into the different mechanics and the different kind of tricky actions that you can do, then it gets really, really fun and really interesting. And you're like, oh, this, you know, you might have this, you know, elaborately set up plan and just completely unravels or you pull it off uh, miraculously. And you, maybe you kind of get your friends to sort of help you or, or hinder somebody else because you're like, he got that really good tile that's worth a lot of points and it's gonna score at the end of the game. You know, or he's been collecting a lot of tiles. And that's the other interesting thing is it's not always the best thing to just try to get the most tiles on the board. You kind of try to go for the ones that you're going to score at the end of the game. Because remember, you can only keep six at the end of the game and even round by round uh, to score. And you, you can't go like dig out of your discard pile. Once you discard them, they're gone. So you don't have to like try to win one or two or get the most tiles. You've got to get the right ones at the right time. And you know, sometimes a tile could be kind of like left alone. You can go try to you know snag that. You're like, oh, well, that one doesn't have any you know symbols, but it's got four points on it, and that's worth a lot. And nobody else is really going for that, so I try to sneak in there at the end. Um, so it's a really fun game. I would definitely take a look at it when it comes out on this side. Very unique, different kind of game than any I've really played. It's got some deduction aspect to it. It's got some tactics in terms of it, and the whole kind of resetting your hand down to six cards, even at the very end. That's like a huge decision because you're like, okay. Do I keep the extra gun or do I keep the extra, uh, you know, nationality that's going to score? I don't know. You know, Billy got two of those, but how many does Frankie have? You know, so you're like, what is that's a huge decision uh, to make right at the end of the game. And you can you can win or lose the game based on that decision. Uh, so definitely take a look at this one when it comes out. Thanks.